Welcome, everybody. Um, I thought with the July 4th holiday here, we would do a very special um, edition of uh, Stranger Damies, um, our new show, Talking to Strangers, uh, where we uh, periodically uh, stop during the uh, campaign here uh, to just catch up with our players and um, myself here on how the game's going, uh, what they think about the story so far. Just things like that. A little bit of casual conversation. Um, so, for everyone out there, I am the DM Mark, and I'm joined by um, our wonderful Druid, uh, Zakar, played by Jen. Hello. Uh, our Elf Bard, uh, Pizza Tacos, played by Anthony. Hello. Our Dragonborn uh, Paladin, Tiresias, uh, played by Tom. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't need to be in character, right? Well, you can if you want to. It's up to you, but (laughs) feel free. And our half-orc sorcerer, man who is very intimidating to everyone, Oh, Craig. I was always told never to talk to strangers. Do you know who you're talking to right now, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of haters. That is for a future episode, and I'm so glad I'm so glad we found another person to move that line on to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, to begin, um, go around the room here. Um, we, uh, as you guys have heard, we have just uh, finished fighting the first, like, uh, created boss on my end, um, Renab, uh, the geno- genocidal monk, as, as he was known. Um, and, yeah, so I just want to, first off... Get your feelings about everybody. Feel free to jump in when you want. Just uh, what's your experience so far? We're about six months into playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. So, any surprises? Um, anything you're just in general feeling about first time through doing this? Uh, I can't believe it's been six months. First of all, that's kind yeah, of I was crazy. Thinking, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. It doesn't feel like six months. I know. It's been six months. Yeah. Oh Period, my god. Yeah. It feels like forever actually. <laughs> Great. No, it, what, what it's gone felt by like very very quickly. Yeah, yeah, we're about uh twenty six episodes in to the audience here and we're if I had to count sessions, we're probably close to six or seven maybe. I'd have to count. Um because we have two in the bag that you guys have not heard from yet. Um, on top of the ones that have already split up. But um, I know my first experience here is um, I've realized how difficult the... uh, Not that I didn't notice completely going in that people that I've watched do this, like uh, Matthew Mercer and Adam Coble and guys like that, um, have to prepare beforehand um, and get all this. And even more so when... Um, you're trying to predict what people will do, and then you have people decide, oh no, we're not going to go check out uh, this, we're just going to go do this whole other thing, and then I have to, you know, go create an entire scene, I told you this the first time you guys went to the Maiden's Wish, um, create an entire scene from just like one line and an outline that just said, the Maiden's Wish has gaming, beer, and uh, ladies of the night. And that is a little look behind the veil of 
how that entire scene between O'Craig Pizza Tacos and the uh, the prostitutes was well. We we got a very very good re- reoccurring character out of that scene. Yes. Okay. My, my question though, Mark, yeah. is. You dangle prostitutes in front of us and don't expect us to go there? <laughs> you have to be prepared for anything with there, Andy, yeah. and Dan in this yeah, in there's, the game. There's two characters who want nothing to do with prostitutes and really only one character that wants everything to do with prostitutes. <laughs> and I'm just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, that was my... Yeah. That well yet, you know. yeah. What's that? I said you don't know the car that well yet. Oh, come on. It's only been six days. You're, you're a prude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that was that. That was my first introduction to. Oh, I should probably write out more than two or three outcomes here to this situation. <laughs> Got to be on so, your toes, Mark. Yeah. Well, that if if we didn't pull it behind the curtain, you would have thought I had that entire scene written out. And <laughs> what about what about Cranor? Was Cranor's? Uh... Uh, the the party was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I that I came up with on the spot mostly. I know what his character is and where he's going and all that, so it's pretty easy to do it. But I was just playing off you and the questions you would ask, uh, mainly in that scene to 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 flesh that out. But no, his character was meant to be someone you ran into and all that. But I didn't expect you to go to the party that quickly. Or go to the so, you know, the I- things out there I do dangle, but. Um, it's always fun to see which string you pull on. I think what's cool about this so far is I, I've told you guys and I've told other people that I've I've never considered. I always said I was going to draw the line at being a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. You know what I mean? I, I like comic books. I like the movies, obviously sci-fi, and I you know the comic cons and all that. But I always said I'm never going to do Dungeons and Dragons. And now what we have going is something that I'm very proud to tell people of, even though I know I'm going to get those looks like, really, how old are you? But it, it's a lot of, it is a lot of fun, and I enjoy talking to people about it. I, I almost wanted – it's going to sound like a weird uh, parallel, but you know how you have those people who yeah, – maybe I shouldn't say it. Never mind. But anyway – I, I want to try to convert someone to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. If anyone could pick up on what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. That well, was that was my goal, essentially, with this. And I don't know what level you guys were thinking about it. Dan obviously um, had a red line for this up until we started playing about Dungeons and Dragons. was just, you know, I've been watching Critical Role for about a year, a uh, year and a half probably, by the time I even brought it up to you guys to play and it was just one of those things where I was like I think this would be pretty cool like especially um with the improv you know comedy aspects that could happen between Dan and Anthony you know coming from a writing you know background of skits and stuff like that um and then you know I knew how much um Jen liked fantasy stuff and video games and and then uh Tom's always game I didn't know how which he would be into it um, in terms of, I know he's a role-playing game character, but Dungeons and Dragons is a little different than Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, but, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, and then even, uh, not to leave out uh, John or King Roni, um, who did end up eventually, you know, uh, needing 
to, as he said, sunset the character a little bit. Um, you guys will find that out in the next episode. Um, but I didn't want to have this drop and feel like we were leaving him out um, or people wondering where he is. Um, but, yeah, it was just like I was a little nervous that you guys, you know, wouldn't be into it and wouldn't get it. But that first session, I don't know if you guys realized it, but I knew at least most of you were all in at that point in terms of your characters and things. But Well, how- yeah, I mean... You don't really understand what it's like until you actually play. It's it's one of those things where you think it's nerdy. You think it's, I'm never going to do this. But it's, you know, you're hanging out with your, your buddies and you're drinking beer and you're you're uh, pretending to be somebody else for a little while. But that is a good way to think about it, right? Yeah. You're just kind of hanging with your friends, joking around. I didn't think it was going to be as uh, comedic as it's been. I thought it was supposed to be super serious, you know, but obviously we all have no, we, we all have very good senses of humor. And then I, I have also read stories on, you know, Reddit and other places that talk about really bad uh, campaigns where some people are real jerks, but some people don't take it seriously, seriously at all. Some people take it too seriously. So y- you can run the gamut, I guess. So yeah. I really didn't know what to expect. I was excited right away. You were. You, well, her, she was excited about it because we had just gotten married and you had spent a whole year planning the wedding. Yeah. So this was a good fallback. Oh, because I had absolutely nothing going on. Right. And I was so bored. And then I, got, I put too much into my character, I think. <laughs> you did. You went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was funny because I would come home from work and be like, oh, you know, I wrote this about my character. Can and I read it to you? And you'd be like, great. <laughs> I, okay. I've made a couple of uh, variations to my character. Oh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, she, yeah, it's pretty cool that it, it's much easier to have a, a person with you that is into it even more than you are to get you into it. So it's. It's not like I'm sitting there by myself doing it, I guess. Sure. Right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, if, if we want to go around the table, like, um, how easy or difficult was it um, for each of you, you know, to come up with your character? Essentially, we'll start with Anthony, because... Oh, that was pretty easy. You know, even going back towards when we used to do sketches, this is essentially the character I would gravitate towards when we used to do sketches, which was essentially an asshole. Um, it's funny that uh, I always think about like all the things that I started off with, though, in this character that kind of hasn't really... It's kind of gone by the wayside. Um, so that's an interesting thing. I didn't think that would happen as quickly as it did. Um, you know... The the original I think in the original uh, character build episode talked about how he talks to his loot all the time and he has like an opioid addiction and I think that was just um, uh, maybe a little bit more complicated than we needed it to be um, so it kind of just like uh, uh, made the way of Tiger from the Brady Bunch just kind of uh, wrote itself out <laughs> but more or less yeah I, you know. If anyone has ever watched any of their sketches, I played the same character as Elijah the Prophet. 
<laughs> More or less. Elijah. Yeah. Elijah. Elijah. And I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it until until we started to play that that's essentially what I did. But uh, I don't know. I guess I just gravitate towards asshole characters. They're fun to play. <laughs> they are fun to play. It's, it's and it's fun to. It, it's so much easier to um, go back and forth with. You could play off that character much more easily mm-hmm. when you have two characters that are. Uh, pretty much righteous. You know, you have uh, Tom's character and Jen's character who are like they 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 don't sway from the good path. So you can kind of you can really mess around with them. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, I feel like he's uh, my my character based on where I thought he was going to be in the beginning to where he is now. I think he's far too useful. you're the de facto leader pretty much yeah um, I'm not exactly sure how that happened I I think uh, I think he's going to have to uh, go more towards the center on that no one no one wants to deal with the shatter spell it really it's really what it comes down to (laughs) well honestly you know what I think it is why you've become the de facto leader every at least for me and I think I can speak for Jen too it's not easy to put yourself out there in terms of role playing. Mm-hmm. So when John played, he didn't enjoy the role playing aspect. He didn't like to talk. And I sometimes I get a little too nervous to like all right, should I be the one to say something here or well, now I know Anthony's going to say something and you know, he's going to get us into trouble or he's going to say something <laughs> funny. So it, it, when you kind of when you're the one who put yourself out there, like yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go as Hugh Grant, and then all right, well, <laughs> let him. But you you kind of run with it, so that's why you become that the the leader pretty much, even though your character really, I guess, shouldn't be a leader. Right. I, I don't know how the characters really are, but apparently, you know, bards are not the leadership type. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I figured I figured he wasn't gonna be as good in a fight as he is um but i guess i didn't take into account uh spell casting but um yeah i guess you know i I guess it i guess if you want to argue it's also self-preservation for him Mm -hmm. because he you know whenever they get into a fight it's also his neck on uh, his life on the line too um but i think he's still selfish in in certain ways um still trying to keep that aspect of him but. Well, yeah. After the battle, you're you're definitely the character is definitely looking for stuff that he can use as opposed to giving everybody else all the stuff he finds. Yeah. Right. No sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and I'm curious to move on to Tom because he's the one that um, I think just going through the process, I didn't have the most like I didn't talk to you much about the character before actually putting it into the recording when we created them. So what, what, what was the Genesis and all that, uh, that came about for Tiresias? Well, in, in the, in these fantasy role-playing games, usually I usually end up playing a paladin. Anyway, I usually go for the good guy. I'm, I'm, uh, very boring in that sense that I, I like the, I like the good guy. I like the, I like the straight man as it would be. Because basically that's what I'm playing, and this is I'm the straight man for, for Ant and Dan, as we go. But uh, 
I also wanted to do something different. That's why I went with Dragonborn because Dragonborn, I feel like, isn't a normal. Someone wouldn't usually pick a Dragonborn. They usually want to be something, something more normal, I guess. Elves, elves are very popular, but uh, you rarely see Dragonborn paladins, for that matter. Yeah, Jen called it right away that you were going to be paladin because I got I got it mixed up. I thought Anthony was the paladin. So Jen goes, really? I could have sworn Tom would be the paladin. And like, oh, you know, yeah, he is. Okay. But yeah, Dragonborn is cool. I didn't know you could do that. So that's a pretty cool character to pick. No. Uh, yeah, Tom is, and in, in, in even in real life, Tom's a, he's a good man. Thank you. I pr- appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I did, I did like the fact that it was a, he was also a spellcaster and he was, uh, strong in battle in hand-to-hand combat too. It adds a little dichotomy to to battle, where you can have someone who can heal and also be the tank at the same time. Yeah, yeah that's definitely helpful. Yeah, and uh, without revealing much, because I don't know if we even got much into your backstory so far to the other people, but coming up with some of the stuff um, um, that you have for the character in mind, history-wise, was that something that came easy or or did you base it off of anything um well it was it was difficult cuz i am not a writer like you guys i don't i don't i'm i don't go out and write sketches and come up with characters all the time so i really had to to dig deep and kind of just um play off of some some tropes and things that you see in video games um because my character is called Tiresias the Deceived, so it had to come from somewhere. So I had to come up with something, some some way he was he was wronged in the past, which I'm sure you could find in all kinds of games where where some he he's looking for for vengeance for being deceived so many years ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm always I was always curious, especially the one the one nervousness I had before we we went to the uh, uh, next two here is. Um, when I when I gave you guys the task, you know, it was like create your own characters, and I know in this it was it's such an open ended like do what you want, you know, like pick any race. Like I didn't I didn't handicap you guys like the book sometimes says or some DMs do, where I'm like only certain races can be certain classes and all that because I thought that I believed in the creativity of everyone um, in the group that you would be able to come up with, you know, good good combination of characters and my biggest um joy was seeing as the character classes started coming in and seeing that everybody picked a different one essentially and not people doubling up on things um that always that that made it um a lot easier because i was worried that there'd be like three sorcerers or like two fighters and no no healers and just things like that. It was just nice to see that you guys did pick a nice array, and it gives me spots to fill in for NPCs that might join you in battle, um, where I don't have to worry about, well, every NPC I put in has to have a healing spell, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah, I, I could have told, told you immediately that John would have picked some sort of warrior fighter. He always picks. always. He's always a tank. He always picks a warrior. It's kind of funny because none of us had actually, I mean, I, at least I hadn't. I no one discussed really anything. Yeah. 
about their characters. I guess I, I guess I'm assuming John and Dan did because they picked brothers, uh, but we all kind of went our own way and came out with a pretty pretty even uh, group of five initially. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, John. Well, when you when you get to me, it was uh, very easy for John and I to do it. Yeah, I think it's a a good, a good transition there because um, I, I don't know um, if it was you, but I know it was uh, Dan. It was someone in the group had initially uh, asked about sorcerer and warrior, uh, um, wizard, mm-hmm. um, the differences. And uh, for those of you out there with experience, I immediately tried to push him towards sorcerer because wizards are very hard to play as you get in higher levels. Um, and sorcerer is a lot easier, even with the sorcerer points. But, um, yeah, so it, even, you know, you don't have to, uh, dive into too much. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, John's on here talking about his creation, but just the, uh, then the creation of your character and then how you guys, um, figured out your bond there. Like, was this, uh, yeah, yeah, again, it was pretty simple because, Going back, John and I used to play this uh, PC game called Battle for Middle-Earth. So you could make your own heroes and villains in it, so you would customize characters. So one of the first uh, characters we created was called King Roni. <laughs> and he was, he was pretty much your prototypical knight. So he, he rode around on a horse, he had a spear... Uh, he he was a very overpowered character. He was so unstoppable. It, he was unstoppable. Yeah. So he was a tank. So like ba- basically, what we would do is just send him into like a horde of villain or you know a horde of enemies, and he would just mow them down. And so that that's where Johns came from. And another character we created was called O'Craig, and he was an orc sorcerer for like you know Mordor or uh, Isengard, whatever. So that's why when when we were discussing our characters. Like, well, why don't we just take from Battle for Middle Earth? So I went with O'Craig because we wanted to, we did want to change it up a bit, and we thought it just sounded cool to be half orcs because I wanted to be full orc, but then they're just completely evil, right? You can't be, you know, chaotic, neutral, or right because they're chaotic evil, I guess. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. I mean, at this point, the game has stretched out so much that you could take any character and change mm-hmm. its alignment and all that, but um, for the sake of me as a first-time DM, I wanted to stick more, you know, to traditional, you know, characters. Like, um, even on Critical Role, the, well, Sam Regal plays a goblin. Um, okay. He's never, you know, uh, been a, ca- a race you could choose before because they're naturally just evil enemies that you beat up on, on in your first few levels because they're... okay. You know, weak, weaker. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, just as you guys were creating that, they were coming out with the things where you could do orc and um, goblin and kobold and you know all these these other things that are traditionally um, enemies that you could uh, create your character as. Um, but the uh, yeah, the main thing I want to ask you, um, uh, Dan, how how deep? Um, I know we had discussions where. Um, I was I, I came up with a couple of, of backstory things. Um, 
one thing that only me and you know the truth about, but everybody else has been joking about for the last few sessions. <laughs> um, uh, between uh, you and his dad, uh, yeah, yeah, and between um, you and John, um, in terms of of your history, like, was that a, 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 a simple and easy thing to come up? Did you borrow from anything? Like, I, same thing I asked Tom. No, we just we thought it was a cool backstory to be uh, like we were slighted because of what our father did. You know, uh, you kind of helped guide us along of why we were being outcasted, pretty much. Yeah, because of uh, basically, am I be revealed? Okay, so don't. Say <laughs> okay, so I, I, felt, I felt it coming. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you, like you helped guide us along yeah. that path. But we just thought it would be cool. Like we're trying to uh, redeem our like our name, pretty much. So it, you can kind of go back into, uh, I guess, like almost any action movie where the the hero is trying. You know, they're they're overlooked because of something their family did, and we're just kind of borrowing heavily from that aspect, that trope, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, we just we thought that'd be pretty cool to have two characters. One who is jealous of his brother, but at the same time, uh, th- he still has that honor to protect him because he thinks he's he's more powerful than him. Yeah. So I, I thought it would, it's a pretty cool uh, it's it's a cool character trait, I guess. Someone who's jealous of his brother, but at the same time would do anything for him. You don't really see that too often. It's usually, you know, you have that the Loki character who's jealous of his brother for being the the being crowned king, and he just tries to kill him. Until I guess the later uh, the later movies of Thor, right? When mm-hmm. he's still jealous of him, but he still kind of has that loyalty towards him. So it, it's kind of along those lines. Yeah, yeah, and that was. One of my favorite aspects was uh, seeing you guys come up with that um, because you didn't... The book recommends um, having bonds and things like that between characters. Like, there's even a section where you they want you to have a bond between each one of you. Um, each have one bond um, amongst... But I thought that would be kind of boring to just um, set up that way. And then once your characters came in, there was a natural fit for uh, having two groups of two and then the wild card bard. Um, there that just sort of which made it natural that um, when um, we uh, went did the flashback in that one episode um, we find out that it was um, Pizza Tacos that found the contract um, for that first mission and he brought you guys in um, you know after running into his at the biggest trope of finding each other in a tavern sort of thing so right yeah, but yeah. there you go that's why he's the leader he's the one who put the contract together yeah there that's you it. go yeah <laughs> yeah so it just fit perfectly having an odd number to be able to do that um but yeah and i um yeah and i uh really felt like you know just it was it was kind of faded that you guys you know didn't have any conflicting you know morality or um classes and races well some of them were conflict but um as they all are and nobody picked a human which is awesome um because humans have a whole vision problem thing that i'd have to deal with (laughs) um (laughs) 
in terms yeah, of Yeah, every the night vision, none of us nobody would have night vision if they're a human. Yeah, everybody has yeah, yeah all, dark slower. vision. Yeah. Dark vision. Are they? And they're slower. Are they slower? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Human human is the most like um middle of the road. It gives you pluses to things and stuff, but they have a lot of drawbacks in terms of being human. Um but that um I left the um character I was most excited about for last here because obviously delving into it as deeply as she did um Zakara was the most intriguing of anything and um made me most excited and most challenged into figuring out um you know how the hell to incorporate a red dragon into <laughs> all of this so um Jen what was the um beginning thoughts of making a druid who you know, uh, befriended a red dragon of all dragons. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, like Dan said before, I definitely put a lot into the backstory. So I was like torturing myself over how I was going to make that work. Cause I remember when Dan first mentioned that you guys wanted to do this, he said that there was a dragon involved with my character that you were planning on. So I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm a high elf, I'm a druid. How is that possibly going to be a thing where it'll work with normal D&D rules? So it was tricky, um, yeah. and obviously not to reveal my backstory, because I think only to Tom, I kind of gave you a very brief idea when we were first planning how we were going to meet up. Yeah. Um, but it's it's I made it work, but it was definitely, it was funny when we did our reveal episode with you in the beginning telling you what color the dragon was, because that was a surprise for you too. Yeah. Yeah, and the the funny thing is is where um, I hadn't told you guys exactly, or I don't know how many had actually watched Critical Role at that point um, to know where I was setting it. And as soon as you dropped Red Dragon, I'm like, well, that fits perfectly, <laughs> um, considering being the time period and the being on the continent of Tal'Dorei, um, it set up a whole, you know, conflict with this. Uh, entity that had been, um, you know, the leader of something that had ravaged the land 30 years earlier. Um, right. Of the same color, same type of chromatic dragon. Um, so that made me excited. And the one thing I had to get around, which I think we finally started to get around, um, which the audience doesn't know, but everybody here found out it during the last session, um, you know, getting around the whole aspect of uh, having a red dragon around all the time and having him be able to be there for battle and yeah. stuff like that when you guys are inside buildings and caves and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, uh, we can get to this later when I uh, talk about um, surprising things in the campaign, but I want to stick with the character creation here, Jen. But um, mm -hmm. did was it was it difficult in the sense... Um, to come up, like I've asked everyone, to come up with the character and the backstory, or is it something that you've had in your head, or, you know, not even in the case of, you know, straight ripping from something you've done before, like Dan and John did, um, or did this just, as soon as I said, hey, we're doing this, and you were able to just sit down and do it from scratch? The main ideas came pretty easily to me. Um, I used to write a lot, like fantasy stuff, a while ago, I don't do it anymore, but... So that part was easy. It was just more of making sure the details fit the D&D &D rules with the whole dragon thing. Um, but most of it came fairly easy to me. And I was really into it. Like, 
again, like we were saying before. So I put a lot of effort into it, but it, it wasn't a difficult thing for me. She's uh, I didn't want to make her the typical Khaleesi character. So as much as I love blondes, I had to make her different. Yeah. But um, yeah, what, I think. I what think color was, is your hair? Red, right? What color is my hair? It's black. It's black. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I made that mistake. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I thought it was red too for a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually was gonna make it red, and then I thought there was just way too much red happening, so I changed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's essentially for those of you out there listening who are, you know, want to do this for the first time, or you know, have you know thoughts about doing it. You know, we just basically, I gave them about two to three weeks <laughs> to to come up with everything before we before we did the character creation. Um, things and then they had a little bit of time to uh, fine tune things as as Jen did uh, with some of the looks to her characters after um, we had recorded. But um, yeah, let's move on to um, what what was your guys and each of you um, mentioned something that you had. Um, what was the most surprising thing that you've um, found out while playing this or just some aspect of the game itself? I don't know who wants to take it first. Mm. Let the leader take it. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, uh, I guess it, uh, part of it was um, how my character progressed. I was surprised how it went from where it was at the very beginning until where it is now. Um, how much you have to pay attention to the decisions you make is a constant struggle um, and uh, probably the yeah just knowing the conse- that there are consequences to the choices at every turn yeah. um, and then when you let took the training wheels off without letting us know yeah <laughs> um, just about the time when we started to really get into the parts where we were role-playing more and uh, everything was a struggle to kind of pick up. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, Those were the things. I, I kind of so. thought it was better to just throw you guys in the deep end at that point because, you know, it would it would take too long to wean you off. Um, the, the, uh, the Going from the uh, starter kit, uh, Lost Tombs of, of Fendalver, um, that I had started the campaign on, modified it a bit, but um, into what I had actually created um, going forward. Um, yeah, does an- anybody else have something else that sticks out in their mind that they were surprised about, um, that they didn't know going into playing D&D? How difficult rolling is. How, <laughs> difficult, how difficult it is to hit things. It's just, I didn't realize... How much I didn't realize. I know you. I knew you rolled dice. That's the whole point of D and D. But you roll for everything, and I didn't realize that there was literally a roll for pretty much anything you could think of. Yeah. 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 And that, that was that was one of my favorite moments of the early episodes with John. Was when at one point after two hours of playing, he just says, "Do you just make the numbers up?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you know you hit something? You, do you just decide? Yeah. Well, yeah. He well at that point we were all getting real frustrated because we kept missing. Yeah. The enemy, and I could tell I could hear John getting getting 
getting mad about it because I was upset too because I couldn't hit I couldn't hit it either. Couldn't hit the broad that's where, side. <laughs> that's that's where that's all of a sudden he he broke. And he's like, "Are you just making these numbers up?" Or, or <laughs> I'm with Ant. I think the hardest part or the most surprising part is remembering everything. I have a terrible memory as it is, and. Uh, you, you catch on to things very quickly. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jen is my historian, pretty much. She she feels <laughs> like, don't you remember? This is we have to go here now. Oh, I don't even remember that place exists. <laughs> I, I've discovered that I have to re-listen to all of the episodes. Yeah, see, there's there's things I don't I don't remember from episodes, so I have to re-listen to it before we play, so I know what's going on. Because yeah, even if I write thing. stuff, even if I write stuff down, I still go. What? I don't even know what that means. Because at the time, you're not really thinking about it, you're just jotting stuff down or, or taking notes, and you go back and you read it and you go, I don't even know what character this is for. It's just a random note that I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I didn't know. I, I clicked on a video by accident. I didn't know it was a video. It's an amateur hour over here. Dan's not even paying attention. Yeah. I am paying attention. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing. It's to, it's very difficult when, especially when we get into like a big role playing uh, part, and especially if like one of us is not involved in the role playing at that point, it's yeah. very difficult to stay oh, stay my God. in the zone. Like the maiden's wish. Scene. Yeah, like it took like how long? Dan, like thirty minutes. When Dan and Ant went to the Maiden's Wish, and it took thirty it took to a forty long time. minutes, <laughs> and literally nothing came out of it. <laughs> we were just we did learn some things, but we didn't realize we learned them <laughs> <laughs> until later. Yeah, that's the problem. Like we're we're not. Maybe it's because we don't ask the right questions or we don't pick up on it. But a lot of times when we're trying to get information. We don't get jack shit. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, we we met with the that one guy. Uh, what the hell was his name? Oh, you're talking about Mame Shalom. Mame Shalom. <laughs> we met with Mame Shalom for thirty five minutes, and literally we found out nothing. Well, we kept no, you asking, did, but you didn't know it until this last episode, the last session that they haven't heard yet. Right, but at the time we're going. Why have we been here for thirty five minutes? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just, it's all leading to, you know, everything that happens um, coming from my end, um, there is an end to it. Um, some of it means um, a lot. Some of it is just little things um, that if you guys pull on the string enough, I will follow along that, which is how the whole Cranor party thing happened. That was just a string I hung there and just said, let's see if they, they pull on it. And of course, oh, yeah, let's see and, if we bite. Yeah, yeah, and just things like that. Um, that's why I left you at the end of, um, um, you know, at the beginning of the next episode that they'll still listen to next week. Um, you know, there's now, you know, a couple branching paths you can go to. Um, so, and you guys have your choice of two things now, which you guys made a choice at the end of the last session where you're going uh, of the two um, for the moment. But, yeah, that's the thing is where I'm going to lead you, you know, you're going to have your choice and you go there and I'm ready um, for what's going to happen there. But it may mean that something happens because you didn't choose the other one. 
you know, mm-hmm. as Ant said, the consequences of each one of your actions um, does that. And that was the one surprising thing from my end, you know, um, being being the DM was just um, that I didn't. I thought I was better at predicting your behavior than I was. Um, I knew some things would grasp some people's imagination, but um, just in terms of the, you know, uh, types of ways you would attack things, I thought they were great, you know, um, especially in that the whole Maiden's Wish, um, the last um, discussion with the with the half elf, you know, you could have could have probably. You know, um, gotten a little more information with realizing, you know, you could do insight checks and things like that on people. Um, but it was funnier that Dan failed an intimidation check uh, yeah. on her and then just made her cry. He's the most intimidating <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing. I don't know. I think, um, yeah, just uh, just learn that stuff um, from my end uh, made me appreciate those DMs I watch on. Uh, online a, a lot more. Um, Jen, did you mention anything that you found surprising or anything? Um, I think I kind of expected how much I thought I expected how much note taking was going to be involved, but it still surprised me. I started out writing down some things and then now I'm like filling up pages while we're playing just so I could remember. Because sometimes, I mean, there is a point where we had so many episodes, we were so many episodes ahead of where we were so I couldn't even listen back and remember things before the the next podcast so it was definitely necessary to write lots of notes and then I had to fill Dan in about everything anyway so (laughs) I had to do that and then the other thing um, was just getting used to like you had reminded us after the maiden's wish you guys should be doing you know asking if you could do perception check or investigation and I didn't really realize that was going to be up to us so that was it's cool because it gives us more freedom Yeah, but it was difficult yeah, essentially with that was, I may not explain it greatly at that point, but essentially what I mean is you can ask me if you're like, hey, I want to look around this room or, right. hey, are they lying or something like that? And I can tell you what the role, but mm-hmm. Aunt and Dan just kept going with question after question and weren't trying <laughs> to <laughs> figure out anything there, which was great. It made for a great podcast um, thing. Well, but- we're picking up on it slowly but yeah, surely much better yeah. now. like I, I felt in our live session that i did a very good job mm-hmm. in the battle with using sorcerer points and yeah. knowing it we, we we've uh switching over to D beyond definitely helped with that and i think going forward it having all that information on one page is gonna just improve everyone's game yeah yeah then that um that leads me perfect transition into what i want to finish up um the discussion with um we're about yeah about 40 40 so minutes in so don't want to make this go too long um for the people out there trying to celebrate their july 4th weekend here but um what how much of a difference and are is it something we're going to possibly try to continue going forward the difference between online and live play I want to do live constantly. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would much rather do live. I, after the live uh, session, I, I kind of suffered from like a little mini depression. Because <laughs> like, yeah, that was so much fun. Like, Who's hanging the nerd out. now? It's always been me. Like, it's always been all of us. We're all nerds in our own right. But hang, like, actually getting to hang with everybody, 
and it's so much smoother. Right, you're not. We're not talking over each other. We're not going. You know, it's not, and it didn't take forever to make decisions and stuff like that. So that was fun. And again, it's it, it just having the board there. My dogs are freaking out. I apologize. <laughs> uh, having the board there, seeing the pieces, like it felt legit. So I, I'm always ready. I, I was going to end up saying after every session is over, I'm always looking forward to the next session. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a it's a totally different experience. Uh, just for the mere fact that you get to play off of someone sitting in front of you, as opposed to waiting to see what someone else is going to say, or not knowing what that person's facial expression is, if they're being serious, if they're kidding. Um, it's it's a lot easier to do it when you're in person, for sure. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I felt like our dialogue was smoother it was more it not realistic because it's not real but right. yeah it, it was just easier for i think all of us to role play and there weren't those long pauses like dan was saying we're on D beyond so everything was on one page it was just yeah and actually rolling fun, the dice yeah that yeah that was cool it too. took it didn't take as long because when we're on uh roll 20 or you're clicking out of an, you're clicking to another window you're looking for what you want to want to use you click the button, then it'll ask, are you rolling with advantage, disadvantage, normal? So with this, it's just, you know, Mark can tell us, all right, well, yeah, you roll with disadvantage on this. Or you roll with advantage. Or, you know, you're... Well, when and uh, What did he do? He inspired me. <laughs> all right, so we know that you get to roll with advantage on that. So it's it, it just it made it a lot smoother just to roll. Everything in general just ran much easier yep and it made the the surprise at the end of the uh episode more fun to be in person too that i had no idea yeah. about yep and i said like i didn't and get until no idea well on the ride home you explained it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, just, just wait folks there's a couple couple of fun things yeah, happening in the next few be like what is happening i was so confused like in real life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, your character failed all of your irl too. yeah yeah, hundred percent. I just wanted someone to explain it to me. Yeah, the uh, the um, the fun thing is the audience is kind of going to be in on it before you guys actually found out um, because they have the little recorded session me and Jen did um, for that. That'll slide in um, probably not this, the, not episode twenty seven, probably twenty eight. Um, you know when when. Uh, when Zakara actually found out um, what was happening, uh, which was fun. Um, and as you'll notice later in that episode, um, she had dropped a name for, you know, what happened. And I kept forgetting the name and just kept calling, <laughs> you know, kept doing on the generic fly. things. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of fun. You'll see going forward. But, um, and I don't know if um, you... I felt this, but when we were having that back and forth, um, after you decided to attack an NPC, spoilers slightly, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know, that that felt a little bit uh, easier and better than when we try to do it over Skype here. I don't know if you figured that out, too. Yeah, um, 
I, th- I, I think there's definitely a, a huge advantage to being in the same place. Uh, I, I think the two episodes, the, the two sessions that we've done that nobody's heard yet are easily the best that we've done so far. Um, like even the one previous to the one we did live, I think is a great, a great session from what I can remember. Um, but yeah, no, it was so, it was such a blast to do. Um, you know, I'd love, I'd love to do one again soon as long as soon as we can figure out the logistics of, uh, you know, doing a session in a house where my wife goes to sleep at nine o'clock at night, uh, <laughs> Uh, is the is the big problem? So uh, it, someone want someone else wants to open up their house to it. Uh, I I'll be there. I'll be there first thing. It it is tough to kind of maneuver everything around. Uh, that's why obviously Skype is so much more convenient. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I wish we could. If we could do it, we'd have everyone over all the time. But yeah, if if we could figure it out, we're always up for the next live session so yeah i mean aunt, aunt and i both have spouses that go to bed super early so it, it's tough but uh you know we're, we're gonna try to do live as much as possible because i mean right now I, I have the room so if we ever need need to do it here we could always do it here too that's yeah, great worst case and to throw it out there we don't always have to do night if we do a, a saturday it could be an afternoon gathering thing yeah and, and then we can go longer than the in the three hours, which Ant was very disappointed. Yeah, you. Oh, no, I was right. ready. That's right. Two more hours. It's okay. We only stayed. What time did we leave your house? <laughs> one at? Like one thirty. One o'clock. One thirty or something. Yeah, <laughs> we, we hung out because we're not a bunch of lamos. <laughs> <laughs> or we are a bunch of lamos. I was not. Pre- I was not prepared to go the extra three was, hours that Ant was ready to go. My heart. <laughs> my heart sank. Like, yeah, and that's where we're gonna end it. What? What are you talking about? I had another half a bottle of whiskey. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually drinking beers. Yeah, like, I, come on. Dan was very out of character. It was very interesting. Uh, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and you guys squandered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. Like, we, for some reason, we have in our head, like, yeah, it has to be at night, but we could always do a day. You know, everyone gets home from work or whatever, just hang out. But yeah, whatever. Saturday, Sunday, we'll get yeah. it done. Yeah, like yeah, and, and now now that we have a way, I think it's going to make the Skype sessions better for when we do those. Um, you know, because you have the dice, you have the indie beyond. You know, it'll make it a lot easier. I think that was the one thing was the roll twenty stuff was always the stuff I had to edit out when mm-hmm. editing the episode. Like, no, you go to spellbook and you look here and that's right. there. No, Dan, you didn't check the box. You know. Yeah. To reveal that. <laughs> well, it, it's also cool because now it keeps track of you know for me sorcerer points. So if when I cast something, it automatically automatically no. clicks. Yeah. The sorcerer point. So instead of just writing it down. And they're they're complicated too. They the, can whole, be. the rules yeah. behind sorcerer you know, points. For for the uneducated, it is oh. very difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I'm I'm so so glad you didn't choose wizard. <laughs> Because... I, I didn't know. I, I honestly, I thought I was. I'm so glad because like, to me, sorcerer and wizard were just always the same thing. Like I said, the it's it's it would have been a whole other step of the game where you had to keep remembering to go get pen and paper <laughs> and make sure it was enchanted pen and paper. 
Jeez. to be able to write all your spells down, <laughs> or you can oh like cast God. any spells. Well, we've been actually pretty lenient with yeah. my casting, or everybody's casting, I think, because yeah. a lot of them you need ingredients. ingredients. I'm not doing like, ingredients. I, right. I think, I think that's taking it too far. Yeah, I think the reason why Mercer's doing that on Critical Role is because I think the community got mad at them from last time. Oh, that um, they weren't using ingredients? Yeah, because yeah. Um, they, kept the doing this, yeah, they kept doing this thing called Heroes Feast throughout the episode, and you need like... You need like a, a holy chalice or something or some kind of thing to be able to cast it that's worth like a thousand gold pieces or mm-hmm. something. And they would just keep casting it, you know, without so having I'm, this. I'm guessing this would nerf Ant's spell then if we had to do ingredients. Well, no, he could buy a whole bunch of ingredients and just have it. It would more nerf what you can keep in your backpacks. Right. right but you'd only be able to do it so often. Yeah, yeah, have he would to just take have more to, trips. Yeah, he would have to remember to buy ingredients, or yeah. at least tell me, "Hey, I'm buying these ingredients, five gold pieces, you know, stuff like that." Like it's the uh, one thing. Not to keep bringing up Critical Role, but it's the most mainstream one that people listening probably have experience with. But it's like, um, you know, Liam's character, uh, O'Brien's character, remembering to see plays a wizard, you know, going and getting those components while getting the paper and then marking off that money and. He barely ever has any money and stuff like that. Um, I didn't want you guys' first experience to be that detailed into it. Um, you we know, appreciate that. You <laughs> know, I, I just wanted to do the, the fun aspects of it um, and hoping that uh, Dan rolls worse when he casts a spell. Just, <laughs> just so Gotta hit that wild magic table. <laughs> well, it's worked once, right? Yeah, because t- Tides of Chaos forces you to roll on it. Right. So. I'll start. I'll start using that a little bit more often, just for you guys, <laughs> just for your amusement. But yeah, I, so wild magic is great. The one, the one thing I'm disappointed in is I'm the only one who came up with a voice for this. <sighs> I, we've got we've got two actors and a film, another film student, and I'm the only one who came up with a voice. Uh, no character. one's an actor here. <laughs> here's a here's a fun fact. I, when I was creating my backstory, was telling Dan, "I'm going to do an accent," and he's like, "Don't do that. That's lame." You should so have I totally have done it. Because I right now I'm the only one who does an accent unless you Grant shows up. True. <laughs> that's my way around it. Which that's is my way around. That's my ability to do a bad British accent <laughs> and it making sense. Yeah, and that was another thing that came out of nowhere because it was before Ant even started listening to Critical Role that he had his bard create an alternate personality that was an actor when Sam Regal's alternate personality was Burt Reynolds Esquire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my my original plan was that he was going to change his uh, his name every yeah. time to a different British actor. Yeah. So like I was gonna say Jason Statham, <laughs> Colin Firth, <laughs> all that, like every single time, but I, I stuck with Hugh Grant. You guys seem to like it. Yeah. <laughs> The way you say Hugh Grant is what I think makes it. Hugh, Hugh Grant? <laughs> Hugh Grant? Yeah, and that's it's, a, it's become a classic. Yeah. And now it's on a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so. Immortalized forever. <laughs> so, without getting into um, spoilers for, for those that are out there, um, I'll leave the last couple minutes here. Uh, anything pre-Renob fight? Is there anything you guys... Um, 
have any questions about or anything or things that you're like, well, if we did this, well, you know, I'll see what I can answer. But just for fun, I want to open up the last couple minutes to that. You're asking you guys. Yeah. If, if we me. have a question of something that we've done in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... Think about that for a second. Yeah. Someone else go. Someone else be the leader. I have a little um, question. I have a question. Yeah. So, are you going to plan on incorporating all of our backstories at some point yes. into this? Okay. I kind of figured that would be your answer. Yes. Oh, yes. I have a question. Yes. Um, the half elf from the Maiden's Wish. Yes. Uh, did you have the idea to have her head with Renab before I mentioned her? Yes. You did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Depending on how you would talk the, to him, it would be uh, he'd roll it out and go, maybe you shouldn't be so loose with your words or something. You know? Okay. I was I, I thought that might have been completely off the cuff. No, that I'll, was that once you guys did what you did with her, I'm like, Well, she's dead. Um <laughs> in my head I'm like, That's and because I knew Helga would be a better character to bring forward. <laughs> Uh, just Absolutely. Because of, just because of the name and uh, the way we could torture Dan with it. Yeah. <laughs> or Craig with it for the. You, you haven't done that enough. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm could, trying to think. I'll, yeah, go ahead. I want to know if we could have gotten the drop on Renab. Hmm, that's a good question. Um. Or yeah. was it always planned that he would he would know that it was it was us? No, because he his uh, passive perception. perception. Yeah, it was higher. Yeah, you guys. It was higher than the stealth rolls, which right. you rolled terribly. Yeah. Well, what if what if we went with our original plan, and and Zakara got a got a job at the Maiden's Wish? <laughs> the the only problem that would became, and I looking back on it, I shouldn't have Main Shalom warn you about it. But it would have just been that you guys would have been trying to corner the uh, the man everyone fears and you know or fears and or follows in that town in the most crowded place in that town. Um, you know when it, you, it could have been a lot more dangerous. Uh, well, we could have started an uprising. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, or or you could have all gotten surrounded by couple dozen people and and murdered completely murdered murdered by a bunch of prostitutes nah. yeah, yeah that, that that was the only thing i'm like, I was like should i steer them clear because you know as you guys found out and, and the audience will you know um you know there was a reason why that would have occurred if you would have tried to done it at that point mm-hmm. um inside the maiden's wish right. um you know you, you everybody listening will find out a little bit later and why that is. Um, but yeah, going back to the backstories thing, which is a good question. Um, I'll be completely honest. The only one I'm still trying to figure out how to slide in, um, which I'm doing piece by piece in my head in the future is just Tom's backstory. at Tiresias is. Um, well, yeah, mine, mine's kind of not related to anybody else's. So yeah. Yeah. The, I have a plan for, um, parts of Zakara's, um, I definitely had a plan for the half orcs, which I can still had. incorporate. Well, I had a certain one with you and John together, but now I right. have to sort of modify it with it just being you um, there. But no, that they're definitely in, and then we're 
partially still in the middle of ants, you know, pizza tacos, because where I put you guys and where he ended up saying he was from and lived for a while happened to be the same exact place. So it was more likely to start with his than anyone else's. Um, and, and there's a couple of surprises along the way. The one thing I'll mention, um, final word from me, and then I'll leave you guys with any final thoughts you've had on the game. But, um, the thing about note taking is remember, you know, make sure you remember every character you meet. Because if you, if you have not murdered them, (laughs) and I, they'll come back. I've already forgotten. And, and 90% of the time, if they have a name, they are either there for comedic effect or some part of the story. They serve a purpose. Yeah. So typical, typical role playing game stuff. Yeah, so, I, have, I have one more question, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Has there ever been a, th- a thread that you were really excited about, or something like a turn to the story you're really excited about that we either a blew completely past, or b completely ruined through rolling? <laughs> well, no, you can never ruin right? it through rolling because rolling either makes makes it better, either positive or negative. So that that part I can tell you right away that no matter what I had planned, if you guys rolled good to do it or bad to do it, um, you know. Well, like um, the Renob fight. Yeah. I thunder waved all those monks dead in the, the only in thing the first that, two rolls. The only thing in that their first did. Two turns. Yeah, the only thing that did was basically prolong the fight to the point where he was basically dead after he didn't have any backup. But he was such a egotistical person that he thought he could take all five of you. 